Hello and welcome to the Mericast podcast, the show that puts you on the fast track to business confidence. I'm your host, Trevor Meriden, and 10 years ago, I set up a B2B content strategy business. It's been successful, but I found that my success came at least as much from my mindset as any talents I had, and particularly the confidence I felt about what I did from day to day. I want you to feel the same way. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and let's meet our guest. It's kind of appropriate that Steph Taylor is my first guest, and because she's a launch strategist, I'm launching this podcast and she has the blueprint for launching digital products. It's what she does, and she helps lots and lots of people develop uh, their digital products um, simply and successfully. It's a fascinating interview. I hope you'll agree. She touches on all sorts of issues, and, and what transpires is that there are lots of mindset issues and challenges around being a successful entrepreneur. She started by telling me about her early days of uh, running a business, and she hasn't always been as successful as she is now. I, I used to work in corporate finance in a big office, in an office cubicle. And I actually started out with my first business, which was an e-commerce business. And I thought this business was going to be my ticket out of corporate life. And I very quickly ran out of money. Right. So then I went, yes, <laughs> as, as a lot of people in startup land do, they run out of money. And I actually went to go and work in digital marketing for a startup where that was where I really found this love for marketing and started to see what else was possible. So through working for them, I then started taking on a few marketing clients of my own and suddenly found myself almost growing an agency, which was a point where I realized, hmm, okay, maybe I've built a business here that I don't really like. Uh, maybe, maybe I don't want to be managing people in an agency. Maybe I just want to be doing the marketing work. So through a series of pivots and finding my feet, I actually ended up becoming the, I started building a personal brand as a generalist marketing person. So I had a podcast where I was giving out general marketing tips about everything from Instagram to Facebook ads, to Pinterest, to marketing strategy, but nobody was buying any of my courses because they would come to me for the free Facebook ads tips, but when they wanted to learn how to do Facebook ads, they would go to the Facebook ads expert or the Instagram expert or the person who specialized. So it wasn't really until I decided to niche down into launching that I started to find my feet and started to really build that business that I now have today. And that was Oh, that was about two years ago that I niched down, two and a half years ago. This thing particularly about sort of getting people to pay for something that maybe were you mm. giving them too much that was free at the beginning? I mean, were you sort of... Mm, I think yes, yes and no. Um, I think there really was a lot of magic in niching down and finding that one thing that I could be the expert in rather than just skimming the surface of 10, 12, 15 different topics that I was talking about on the podcast. And since niching down, I've been able to go so much deeper into each topic rather than just, just giving a few tips, but nobody really thought that I was the expert in any one thing in particular. Um, and then I think that really helped with that confidence to invest in my products that I was selling. We pick a theme each week that helps to give entrepreneurs confidence. And when I think of you, actually, I think of two of them because you did this sort of three-hour video where you were talking about launching a, a digital product and, and um, it was sort of like a group sort of session. And I remember at the end, though, you did stuff that I, that I think not many people do and it was all about the mindset stuff. 
you know, I think you mm. called it, you know, and you had a couple of things. One was about beating procrastination, uh, which is a particular yeah. favourite of mine. And, uh, and the other one's about sort of beating imposter syndrome. And I think a lot of us sort of feel, you know, sort of, you know, probably both those things at, at some point. Would you be able to just sort of just say a little bit about, about those things? Yeah, I mean, they're both, they're, they're a work in progress for me, as I'm sure they are for everybody. I think for me, procrastination was, it has been one of the biggest things that's held me back from reaching so many goals. And it wasn't until I objectively looked at, okay, why haven't I achieved that thing? Oh, it's bec- it's not because I didn't have enough hours in the day. It's because I was too busy chasing shiny objects or, you know, doing things that felt fun and avoiding the work that was going to really move me forward because deep down I was a little bit afraid of what that next level would look like in my business. So without realizing it, even though I was saying, oh, I want, I want to reach that next level, I want my business to grow, because I was afraid of it, I was subconsciously keeping myself stuck where I was by procrastinating. So was it, um, I mean, without getting too psychological about it, was it almost like a fear of success? You know, if I do actually... Mm-hmm you know, achieves this, then then how will my life change and what pressures will that put on me and so on? Absolutely. Um, I think what what's quite funny about a lot of entrepreneurs is we all say we're afraid of failing and yeah, yeah we are, but we're also just as afraid of succeeding. And it wasn't until I spoke with my coach about it, until this all started coming to the surface where I realized I was afraid of the responsibility of that next level, the responsibility of having a team, of being a leader, of having to run my business like a real business, not, you know, not being able to take a day off because it was sunny and I wanted to go to the beach, uh, of, of actually having to show up and be there every day. I was afraid of all of the things that having a real, quote unquote, real business would mean. So yeah, so subconsciously I was holding myself back from that. And I think we all have a lot of these different stories and beliefs around what we think that next level is going to mean. Maybe, maybe we think it's going to mean people will judge us. People will be envious. Um, people will say mean things about us, whatever, whatever it is, there's some kind of story in there around what success means. And that's holding you back. You know, I mean, if I talk about procrastination in terms of how I feel it. I mean, very often it's, you know, I, I'm writing something uh, for a client and uh, and it's almost like I don't want to let it go at the end because I'm, I'm sort of procrastinating actually sometimes over sending it in because I just want to get that last little bit right. And uh, and, I, and I'm focused. Is that the sort of procrastination that, that, that you're thinking of? Like, yeah. is, will people like this? Will Is it perfect enough? Yeah. So there, there are a couple of different ways that it shows up. So it kind of shows up as I can't start and it needs to be, I need to wait to the perfect time to start or um, I need to, it needs to be perfect before I can finish it. That's, it's usually one of those two that it shows up as. It's either at the start and you just, you have this paralysis where you just cannot take that first step. In the middle, it's fine. It's just the beginning and the end. It's the same for me as well. So (laughs) (laughs) And and I guess we also sort of, um, you know, I, I kind of, yeah, people, I find people look at my LinkedIn profile and, and, and they go, you know, for example, and they say, they say, oh, you seem to have done a lot. And I kind of go, have I? Oh, right. You know, and you just kind of forget what you do. And this, and it kind of relates to this thing that you've said in the past around imposter uh, syndrome, where I'm, I'm constantly underestimating or, or not really appreciating enough, you know, what I, what I have done rather than what I, what I haven't done yet. And, uh, and, and so on. I know you, something you've, you've sort of faced as well. Yeah, absolutely. And, 
a good friend of mine who's been in the business world a little bit longer than I have. He, when I, when I went to him, it would have been two years ago now, just when my business started growing really quickly. And I felt that I wasn't worthy of the success that my business was having. And I remember sitting down with him over a cup of coffee and pouring my heart out saying, I don't feel like I'm worthy of this. And he said, get a piece of paper or your journal or something and write down every single experience that you've been through in your life that has contributed or makes you qualified for the success that you're having now, every single thing that you've had to overcome. And doing that, I filled up a few pages and I thought, oh, actually, maybe I am qualified to do this. It's such a worthwhile activity uh, because it's very easy to forget. Like you said, it's so easy to forget everything that you've done. And then when you see it objectively in front of you, it's like, oh, actually, maybe I have done a bit more than I realized. And I guess there's another element to it as well, is that is that, you know, certainly in your courses, you know, that that there may be individual bits of those courses that maybe the people who are watching, they may know something about parts of those things, but there's also a value to them in in bringing the thing all together. You know, like, you know, you've got a, a specific outcome that you're launching a, a digital you know, product and uh, or whatever it happens to whatever it happens to be and people are just grateful not only for the knowledge but for the assembly if you like of, of all well, and that's and that's exactly what online courses memberships anything like that that's exactly the point of them most online courses out there you could find similar content just by googling it you could find similar content on podcasts on youtube but you'd spend so much time piecing it together and you'd probably get stuck in that perfectionism, in that procrastination, in that overwhelm, that overthinking. And that's the benefit of having some kind of structure to move you through step by step. It's not about the information. And that's where a lot of people get stuck when they're creating courses. They think, oh, I have to put all of the information in there. If there's not enough content in there, it's not valuable enough. But actually, the most valuable courses, the most valuable workshops, any kind of digital product, the most value is in getting you from A to B as quickly as possible. Was it a sort of a, a, a kind of a particular eureka moment or were there lots of lots of little eureka <laughs> sort, of, <laughs> sort of moments at the same time? Was it was it slowly dawned on you or was there a eureka? I've got <laughs> it. <laughs> well, so it's interesting. So it was... It was a few months of putting the foundations into place before then the quick growth. So from the outside, it looked like, so I think it was January 2020 was maybe a $10,000 month. Then February was like an $80,000 month. And then March was like a 300. It it was something ridiculous like that. Like it just Mm. was exponential, the growth. But so from the outside, it looked like, wow, this is her business is just taking off so quickly but there'd actually been six months before that where I was pivoting, niching down into launching, creating these new products, setting them up, launching them, putting, automating the funnels, all of the things behind the scenes that nobody really talks about because it's not as glamorous as these are the numbers and these are the sales. So that it, it was a bit of both, bit of column A, bit of column B, bit of eureka moment and a bit of hard work. See, that's the, that's the thing, if I'm honest, that I would anticipate struggling with myself as I'm, I'm about to launch a you know sort of a couple of a couple of products and the thing that I fear is the plumbing that goes on behind yeah. behind the scenes you know the bit that um where everything's all joined smoothly you mm. you register for the course you get the email straight away you get access to the 
you know, the files or the or the video, things like that. I mean, was that a strength of yours or did you have good people around you to help you with that? I'm I'm very lucky because ever since day one of my first business, it, it was basically just me figuring out all of the tech. So even though I mean, even though I was brand new to setting this all up because I'd had to figure out every single tech thing previously, it didn't take me that long to figure it out. Now I would say to somebody, if you've got the budget, hire somebody else to do it. If tech isn't your strength and you've got the budget, get somebody else because there every time something will go wrong yeah. <laughs> with all of it, it's it's unavoidable. Yeah. And if you've got somebody who knows what they're doing, they've got the right checklists, they get it done for you. Yeah. Uh, but I think there's definitely an advantage to having had to do it all myself from day one, in that it makes you really resourceful and you just you you just figure it out because there is no other option. Oh, I know that feeling. Yeah, we had nobody else to fix the printer, or, or when the laptop goes down, you just you just have to do it yourself. You know, you can't you can't phone up IT support or anything exactly. like that. You know, because <laughs> because you are IT support, and uh, and and that's that's just the way it is. Just just I want to know what it was like though. Yeah, you, know, you talked about your 10,000, 300,000, Whoa, kind of you know sort mm. of suddenly it goes like that. Were you running around sort of? 10, 11, 12 times faster during that month where it took off? Or was it a sort of, or because you'd done mm. the hard work, did it, was it just flowing in and you and you were thinking, well, that's working. And um, you know, and, and I mean, were you, were you, were you proportionately, you know, sort of putting in a lot more input in order to generate that? Or was it because you'd set it up right, everything just started flowing? Because I'd set it all up right, everything started flowing. But of course, when you hit that kind of scale, you start to, all of the little problems, the problems that happen, you know, one person in every 1000 or something like that, as soon as you start to scale, those problems become an issue. So things like having to sort out customer support, I'd previously been doing all of my customer support myself because there wasn't much of it. Suddenly 4,000 customers later, there was a lot more customer support. So having to write out processes, delegate that part, figuring out figuring out things like refund policies because nobody had ever really asked for a refund before because all of my customers previously had been people who'd been following me for a while. So there were a lot of different things that needed to be ironed out as soon as we started to scale, but the actual um, the actual work, the product delivery was basically the same for 4,000 people as it was for 10 people. So these these lessons that you've learned, you know, it's 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 that we all kind of learn lessons as we go along, sort of as, as we yeah. develop as, as entrepreneurs and we get more confidence through that. Do you have a sort of a particular habit from the past that you find very hard to sort of shake off something that you've learned to do and then maybe something that you've that you still really struggle uh, to uh, to shake off? Probably, probably the habit of getting distracted by fun, shiny ideas. And I think this is something that a lot of entrepreneurs deal with because that's just how the entrepreneurial brain works. Even if you don't identify as an entrepreneur, a lot, I know a lot of business owners don't like to call themselves entrepreneurs, but it's that, it's that ideas brain of, Oh, that's a great idea. Let me just chase that for three days Mm. and forget about everything else that's on my to-do list that needs to be done. That, that is a terrible habit of mine. But at the same time, I'm not willing to get rid of it because some of my best ideas have happened that way. Yeah, I, it's about getting a, a balance, if you like, of, of those uh, of those of those things. Now, as you um, you know, we want to give listeners the, the confidence they need to you know sort of succeed. I mean, 
how much has the, the the mindset stuff, as you sort of called it, sort of impacted on your on your achievements as you as you look back? I mean, is it is it first and foremost, you know, if you get the mindset right, a lot of good follows, or is it sort of just mm. the habits you, you 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 follow? What what just tell us the the formula yeah. as far as you know it. Yeah. So. <laughs> oh, that's a great question. So when I was first starting out, I spent all of my time Googling how to get more Instagram followers. What do I post on Instagram? What content do I post to my blog? All of the tactics, because I thought that was what was going to grow my business and not realizing that actually you can have the best tactics in the world. You can have the best strategy in the world, but if your mindset's not there, you're going to always be self-sabotaging. You're going to be procrastinating, perfectionism in, you know, you're going to be overthinking your way back to that comfort zone. So it wasn't until I started working with a mindset coach in 2020 that I realized, oh, this has been the missing piece. This makes such a big difference for everything. I, I, I'm so passionate about it now because I realized I, in my courses, I give people all of the information they need to get from point A to point B. The problem where they get stuck, it's always mindset. The Q&A sessions that we have, the weekly live Q&A sessions we have, the questions are almost always something that they're overcomplicating or overthinking or they're waiting for it to be perfect or they're waiting for somebody to tell them it's okay to take action and do that thing. It's almost always mindset that people get stuck with. You see, I've got someone working for me at the moment, Charlotte, who's, you know, we've used your sort of template, if you like, to launch, you know, sort of uh, digital products. And she's forever coming at me with a sort of list of questions, like she's mapping it out with a timetable things, because I know I'm no good at that. So, um, so she's kind of coming to me. <laughs> she's the, she's the, she's my conscience in asking me all these uh ask all these these questions but you're right it's then a question of just kind of bang 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 sort of like just sort of doing them and not I, well, I mean my my biggest flaw was probably overthinking a lot of things you know this mm. this quest for perfectionism so um, and there's so there, there's no end there's no limit of things that you can overthink you could yeah. spend an entire year overthinking every single thing but until you start taking that action that you don't get that feedback loop of oh, this was the right action or this was the wrong action. The quicker you get out there and start taking the action, you can figure out whether you need to course correct or not. But sitting there in that spiral of overthinking doesn't actually help anyone. It feels productive, but it's not. (laughs) So what are you up to right now? I mean, apart from talking to me, I mean, are you you sort of, um, I I, I gather you're writing a a book. Do you want to tell, are you able to tell us a little bit about that? Are 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 there other things you're doing as well? Just, 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 Just let us know what you're up to. Yeah, I mean, I'm doing a million things at once. The book, the book I started writing two years ago, and it was a completely different book when I first started writing it. And then I realized about a month ago, actually, I can turn this into something that is going to be a lot more helpful and that I can get done a lot quicker. So the book that I'm currently launching is called 99 Launch Lessons. It's basically 99 things that I have learned through all my launches that will hopefully help everyone else to avoid the mistakes that I've made. Um, So that's the book that I'm writing and I'm just going to self-publish it because I want to get it out there as soon as possible so it can start impacting people rather than sitting around waiting to find a publisher, waiting to go through that whole process. Um, So that's one of my focuses at the moment. We're also running a live virtual conference at the end of February called Launch Magic Live, which it's the first time I'm running a big multiple day 
virtual event with different speakers and I'm excited, but I'm a little bit nervous about that. And then I'm launching a new course in March. So got a few things happening, but yeah, I wouldn't yeah. have it any other way. <laughs> so, so, um, so how can people sort of find out about you? Where do they go? You know, mm. do they, do they, do they follow you, you know, on Instagram? Do they, what's the best way of, of seeing what you're yes. up to? Yes. So best way to find me, I'm on Instagram at stephtaylor.co. I have a podcast called Socialette, which you can find by searching Socialette in all of the podcast apps, or you can find that at stephtaylor.co forward slash podcast. And you can find my website and my free download, Five Simple Tweaks to Boost Your Launch Profits at stephtaylor.co forward slash tweaks. Did you see, listeners, how how brilliantly she presented that bit? That was... Uh... I've done it a few times. <laughs> that, was, that, was just, that was just fantastic. If you're going to get your message in, that's the way to do it. You know, so that, that's uh, that's brilliant. Steph Taylor, it's been wonderful to, to have you here. Um, and, and thank you for, for taking the time. No, thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful to chat. Well, that's about all the time we've got for this episode of the Merrickast podcast. If you know someone who you think would benefit and get more confidence into their business from this show, then please do tell them about it. And if you haven't already, we'd love for you to subscribe to this show through your usual provider. Thanks for listening and see you next time.